0: comedian kathy griffin informed new york magazine that her friendship with cnn's anderson cooper is over cooper was reportedly shocked that she ever considered them to be friends in the per- first place Trevor report starts now you're tuning into the
1: destination for tv superfan discussion after buzz tv and now let the
0: buzz Begin! That was like a C plus joke, but an F delivery, so that really <laughs> didn't go over the way I wanted it to. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blad on Twitter at Christian DMZ and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Don't forget that the show is at Trump Report ABTV, as an Afterbuzz TV. Well, if you're taking a look at the panel on YouTube, you noticed it's the manliest mm-hmm. Trump Report we've ever had. <laughs> because it's just the fellas tonight. That's right. Now we're all men. Uh, as a matter of fact. You're men. Men. You're men. 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 men.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> little something, something on on little on.
0: something that Jimbo and I talked about beforehand. Uh, any excuse to play Orgasmo's Now You're a Man. Better than the theme song that I chose for tonight. <laughs> now You're a Man. Uh, which, of course, is uh, Pardon Me by Incubus. Mm-hmm. Which maybe we're going to talk about some pardons. But who are we going to talk to about... Said pardons. Well, it's Drexel Heard at Drexel Heard, mm-hmm. who, one week from tonight, is returning to the artist formerly known as Political mm-hmm. Culture, currently and forevermore known as the political beat. FKA. Please. FKA, yes. the political beat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that'll be six PM Pacific, nine Eastern on AfterBuzz. That's right. So not yes. same to check it out. Same bat time. Different, different back channel, channel than where the show used to be. <laughs> yeah. it'll, be right, it'll be on right before us. And on the other end of the desk, the one, the only Scott Moore at S Man 80. Hey guys. Thank you, Scott, for being, we don't mm-hmm. have any plugs for you, do we? Yeah, we just no follow plugs. No, but follow you on Twitter right. so that
2: people can see you antagonize. I'm plugless, but they can watch me troll everyone. Mitch McConnell. On Mitch McConnell have have and there Donald been any Trump. this week? <laughs> no, because he's been pretty quiet this week on his recess. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's so, he's, he's,
0: Maybe he's, so he's being respectful of the hurricane, unlike some people. Uh, obviously <laughs> we do want to start off talking about uh, Hurricane Harvey. And, of course, we always like to have fun here on The Trump Report, and tonight will be no different. But, of course, that fun will not come at the expense of the hurricane. But maybe we will uh, call out some people who've uh, tried to have some fun at the expense of the hurricane. And, you know, maybe you expected me to kick off the show tonight with the Scorpions Rocky Like a Hurricane. And I did consider it, but I just felt like it was in bad (laughs) taste. And uh, so... To that end, uh, there's a lot of ways you can help out everyone in Houston and the surrounding areas in Texas. One of those ways is the Red Cross. You can go to redcross.org, call 1-800-RED-CROSS, or if you text the word Harvey to 90999, that makes a $10 donation. Uh, Our thoughts go out to everyone there. I've got friends and family in the area, and I'm sure a lot Mm -hmm. of people do. So let's talk a little bit about the sides of a disaster like this. The fact that the disaster is happening, that's tragic. And we obviously hope everything starts to improve for the people there. But you do have people on both sides of the aisle that decided that this was a good opportunity to uh, sort of try and make some political hay. Uh, You have uh, people that have said that this is what happens when Texas voted for Trump. And Ann Coulter saying that God punishing Houston for electing a lesbian mayor is more credible than climate change. So she sort of did it in a very backhanded way. So she's just trying to say like, I'm not saying that that's what's happening. I'm saying that's more believable than climate change, but of course you're still saying it. So I'm not, I'm never surprised. I'm never surprised by anything like this, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but just, I don't know. I just, I was hoping for, I don't know what I wanted. Maybe something more clever.
1: From, uh, from
0: Ann Coulter? No. I <laughs> know, right? I was, I was like, I'm really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm <laughs> well, not
1: going to be clever. But that
0: tells me, oh, she must have a new book that's going to be out soon because <laughs> when she makes a tweet or a statement and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that was in really bad taste and people start talking about it, it's only when she has a book coming out. Right. So I guess uh, E Pluribus Awesome, uh, the Donald Trump uh, book that she wrote, probably I'm going to assume that uh, sales have leveled off. <laughs> but in any case, uh I also don't think we should go too far because people get hypersensitive about, you know, yes, I decided not to play Rocky like a hurricane. But at the same time, uh, I kind of half expect the hypersensitive ESPN network to bully the New York Mets into not starting pitcher Matt Harvey against the Houston Astros on Friday. (laughs) So you see, there is a line. There's a point where you can be respectful, but there's a point where it gets crazy. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit, and you know, this isn't exactly what we prepped for, but If there's anything in the coverage that you've seen that uh, the two of you have found encouraging, you know, just if it's an overall feeling, I mean, you have great little anecdotes that you've seen, just people who volunteered their time, Mm -hmm. people who've worked very hard, people that are just taking boats around and rescuing neighbors and things. Uh, Drexel, I'll start with you. As you see the coverage of this kind of a disaster, I feel like it's obviously there's some tragedy, there's some loss of life, but the level of preparedness and obviously the geography prevented this from being something on the level of Hurricane Katrina
1: right I think that from a from a coverage standpoint obviously America has learned a little bit a, a couple a, a couple of things in terms of how we react to uh, natural disasters like this um, it's obviously no denying that climate change is real and it is a part of that and um, so I think that that the from from a a couple of standpoints. It's very encouraging that that this is at the forefront of people's mind. This is something that just does not happen in, in California. I mean, I'm sorry, in Texas, um, or in in these parts of the South that people are like, why would this be? Why would this happen to a place like he, you know here? And um, on the other side of that, you start to see how people um, are helping out. Like we're used to people kind of helping out in times of need, um, in national disasters. I, I, I don't I don't remember. Uh, The aid from Katrina being a swift um, from Americans, Um, but again, we learn from our mistakes um, and I think everybody was ready. I don't think that this was something that Donald Trump needed as a complete failure. Um, so the federal government has been doing um, what they need to do to help out Texas. I know that uh, Governor Abbott has um, has called up the entire Texas National Guard uh, to help out. I was just reading where it said that between the federal and the city agencies, they've rescued uh, more than 13,000 people over the past couple of days. Um, but it's not just... The federal and the city agencies that are helping out it's people driving in from other cities with their boats and their trucks and their homes and uh, different things like that that are encouraging to see you see companies um, like anheuser-busch and airbnb and they are now um, you know opening you know from a business perspective they're kind of putting that aside to kind of help people out Um, so that's also encouraging and but it also it always goes back to what hillary clinton always says it does take a village uh to help out a group of people so um, this is what we're seeing and that's always very encouraging
0: yes i think for the the bad rumblings that you hear here and there for the most part it is a very encouraging scene obviously the the water rising, the additional rain that's coming. There's areas that have had 54 inches of rain, I believe I read, in
2: the course of yeah, the 50s. Yeah, 51.88, which is the second most uh, uh, heaviest rainfall, not including a, a storm in Hawaii, but it's eclipsed Texas's all time rainfall from yeah. the tropical system. Yeah, it was, was that's right. It was a
0: continental. United yes, record. Uh, but yes. it's
2: basically right there because it was 51.88, and I think it was 52 inches in Hawaii. So basically, mm-hmm. and that the, the, the place where it measured 51.88, uh, that place failed after that point, so it could technically have topped the Hawaii record as well, so we're right there. It
1: said new continental, uh, it said the record for continental use. But
2: it was so close to the Hawaiian one that it could have theoretically beaten that, but the the measurement failed, that was measuring the precip, so there's a chance that it actually did eclipse (laughs) that. We won't know, and I actually wrote one of my weather buffs about that. I was like, we've got to find a way to make that, to figure (laughs) that out, because these people are suffering through so much. But I'll bring up a couple points. First is... um, You know, the federal government did learn a lot from the failures of 2005 uh, with Katrina. But what you had mentioned— Let me interrupt,
0: by the way brownie's still doing a heck of a yes. job yes
2: i just <laughs> wanted to make sure that everybody knows that anyway.
1: also also before you, I, I can I, I think my mic is a little quiet i don't know that's what i'm being told you, you sound, sound all right you sound to me quiet. but uh yeah. um, shareable texas I, I who's
0: like, not I in texas you have like, to really
2: like really love our, the mic um,
0: our thoughts are with texas but i believe <laughs> shareable texas in the chat is texas. not actually in texas so our thoughts are with him but no not any more than usual anyway sorry <laughs> no, scott but, we've both interrupted you. but i was gonna say
2: it's a unique situation uh the federal government has learned a lot from 2005. This is also the first uh, major hurricane to make landfall in the U.S. since 2005. Right. Um, so it's really the first social media hurricane, if you take out Irene, and uh, which was m- much more minor but hit a, a bigger population center in the northeast, and Superstorm Sandy in, in 2012. This is the really first uh, social media hurricane where you can get instant kind of updates, which back in 2005, we didn't, Um, you know, and again, like you were bringing up, the geography was a little bit more unique with New Orleans being below sea level, we had a Democratic mayor, Democratic governor with a Republican administration in Texas, if I'm going to be cynical, you have a Republican administration that's very supportive of the federal government's administration, you have a federal government that's going to make sure it looks at its peak the best that it can. Taking the cynical political side out of it, again, the federal government has learned a lot from from its failures twelve years ago. I also
0: think that, uh, but that, that Hurricane Katrina was over Labor Day weekend. Unless I'm, it was mistaken. today, yes, it was. actually yeah, today, twelve years yeah. ago today. So, uh, and, when then, and I it think hit. it was Labor Day, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it's a little before. Okay. Like, it was like this so time. I was, uh, but at the same about. time. You know, politics is like Hollywood. Nobody's working this week. Nobody's working next week either. No,
2: and then the other thing I'm going to bring up is the fact that uh, this is a situation that's still unfolding. Uh, The rain is just letting up in Houston, so we have not even had an opportunity to really go in. It's in, in a rescue mode. But nobody really knows the extent of the damage and the yeah. extent of the possible problems. Dams lo- have
0: broken today. And unfortunately, like and, unfortunately,
2: yeah. and unfortunately, the loss of life, too, which that's still going to be unfolding and the re- recovery in the next you know several weeks and months ahead. So we're just after today going to start that long recovery process. So we'll start to learn more in the next couple of days. And that's really where we're going to see how the federal and state government is really going to work and how FEMA is going to really work with the state government and the city government over the next weeks and months ahead because right now we're still in the recovery overall period and the rain is just letting up right. today so it's going to be an ongoing process and we'll see how that works and if they really have learned as much as we hope that they've learned but yes it's been very positive overall as far as the, most of the coverage and and trying to keep the politics out of it
1: and i think the other encouraging thing and i don't know if it's necessarily encouraging or we just haven't had to deal with it just yet is the fact that you know the trump administration you first of all you've got um uh, mayor turner who's Mm -hmm. houston's mayor who's doing a great job you've got sean hannity on tv giving the houston mayor shit about his not evacuating the city so obviously fox news has their agenda on trying to politicize this we haven't had an opportunity to look at how Donald Trump has reacted to this mm-hmm. yet, because he hasn't really done much except for sign the governor's um, declaration mm-hmm. of
0: uh, their... They're Emergency, emergency uh, decoration, evacuation. Decoration. By the yeah. way, to be fair, I also this morning saw on CNN <laughs> them giving uh, Governor Abbott a hard time and saying, like, well, what do you think about not evacuating? So right. I think everybody's trying mm. to get that right. great quote. But specifically to your point, I yes, uh, Sean Hannity is definitely trying to uh, stir some, to make. Something make something hay out of yeah. It.
1: But the other the other part of that, and this is something that we, we're, you know, trying to cover uh, a little bit differently on the political beat um, once the season comes back, which is what is the administration's policy on that? And as we've seen from the beginning of the year, the Trump administration's policy, not necessarily is it going to be implemented, but from their viewpoint, um, they came off the gate wanting to reduce FEMA funds at Mm -hmm. the beginning. Mm -hmm. We're in a situation where the president has not nominated a FEMA director there's nobody in charge right now so it's really uh, so FEMA is working off of former Obama appointees career FEMA admin career FEMA workers as well as the governor is relying on his own national guard now this is a state's rights um opportunity as well uh, for cities to realize that yes Mm -hmm. they they do have an opportunity to do things on their own As well as with the aid of the federal government, because in certain cases, particularly with this administration, they're not going to help you. So, you know, the American people are in a situation where we're having to come together in a way that we've never had to before for an area um particularly uh that did not that did not help the rest of the country out uh when it when it comes to other things. Right and like for and, Sandy
2: as right, well. I did not want to vote for for aid for for those people. Right. In but the New interesting thing about
0: that that I've seen is I've seen a number of sources say that the bill that the Ted Cruz's and and so forth voted against for Hurricane Sandy was packed with a lot of things like money for Alaska and some other places so the money wasn't going directly to New York uh I didn't do the due diligence, well, then, but and, of course and, they do
2: that all the time. Which is what they're talking yeah. about for the budget stuff this year. Is they're going to do the same thing to force Republicans to vote on it on things they don't want to do either, and that happens all the time. Not saying it's right or wrong, and not saying that that politically uh, Democrats in other areas are going to say no to aid to Texas because clearly they're going to need it as this will be, if not the costliest hurricane on record. it. Will likely surpass Katrina. It'll will definitely be the second costliest uh, hurricane. Yeah, record. and and you do and hope you need to recover.
0: These situations do go beyond politics. Absolutely, you know, I think that the outrage around Hurricane Katrina was sure it was directed at President Bush and his administration. Mm-hmm. But if he had done a good job, if he had done a heck of a job, like yeah, he right. said, Brownie did, I, I, it wouldn't have been the 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 same you know reaction to it. Uh, but one thing that at least until this morning, the hurricane wasn't bigger than was religion with Joel Osteen deciding that he did not want to open the doors of his megachurch. And as the term megachurch implies, mm-hmm. thousands of people can go in there and uh, they did open their doors today. I, I guess that uh, the, the, the seas parted briefly <laughs> and then God spoke to him and said, uh, this is really bad PR, Joel and we know you're not a real christian but we got to get you we got <laughs> to right. get you in there and that's what a lot of people are saying people very far on the right are saying like yeah. well of course he didn't let us in because he's not a real christian and now people are realizing this right. so i'm sort of making light of that aspect of his persona but that's a but terrible thing true, right. you have a huge mm-hmm. building that would be like if the you know the city of houston was like oh we've got a convention center no, no, no. But no, we're no, keeping no. it close because we're, yeah, we're, we're going to have a good, good concert here yeah, yeah. in
2: the next couple of days. We want it to be yeah. clean. Incubus is going to play. We want it clean and we want to make sure we can yeah. sell everything so we're not going to Which, by the way,
0: this is uh, just sort of a quick aside, something I saw on Twitter. The Houston Astros, Houston Texans, and the, mm, I forget, one other one other team. I think actually yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, all donated literally millions of dollars mm-hmm. to relief, which is great because the, oh, the Houston Rockets—that's who it was. A lot of players, yeah, yeah. JJ Watt, I saw, I saw a lot of players, and you just underneath. you like to see that sort of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, uh, Joel Osteen could not be bothered to even you know open the door, but uh, eventually he did come around. But so. that's not that's well, not, not too necess- much.
1: I think that, that's, that's not necessarily surprising. I was reading something yeah. the other day about the um, Seven Hundred Club. Mm-hmm. Well, who's that? Pat, Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson,
0: yep. And I was reading... Which, some... by the way, uh, if you're <laughs> getting ready for the apocalypse, uh, Pat Robertson has your food boxes.
1: <laughs> 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 he, there, was something, there was something in an article that I was reading that said uh, they had spent some time with Pat Robertson, and his reaction to certain things uh, was all about profit. And I think that people really have to... You know, we talk about them not being... Christian, like I was, I grew up in a Christian household. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as I'm sure a lot of people did. Um, the hypocrisy of certain Christians should not surprise anybody. Right. Um, the hypocrisy of Joel Osteen, who I who I have watched several times because I like to parody him any time that I pretend I'm a preacher, um, somewhere like the big teeth. Like it's just it's so it's so it's it's easily parodied. Par-
0: what is it? Yeah, he's he's like he's <laughs> hey, like the Ted McGinley yeah. of Christianity, yeah. I mean, be- better known as as uh, you know from Mary with Children. And I actually forgot his character name as I was literally opening know, my mouth. I know. Yeah, and, I, and, I, Mr. and, I, and I'd Darcy. be yeah.
1: interested to see. And I don't know the congregation. um... If, if the pressure from the congregation was something that made him change his mind or was it outside I people? think it was the outside. Because if it was not the congregation mm-hmm. pushing him to make these changes, obviously they, I'm sure a lot of them were affected in their families mm-hmm. but they need to take a hard look at who they're being led by. Yeah. And, who and who they're giving money to. Giving money and to. And, because yeah. if the church is not a place of, if, if, if it's not a, not only a spiritual sanctuary but a sanctuary for the physical body, then it's not a sanctuary at all. And I think in this case, we're seeing that a mega church like. Uh, Lake Lakewood Lakeview. View we, we, we could not figure this out we could not this out We have Google in the, the studio right, but right, we right. Did, not did not utilize it Did not utilize it right yeah. before we went on but um might not be um the place that they think it is and I think that some mm-hmm. people are going to have to take a look a hard look, oh, a very hard look you at can, that. You can mm-hmm. you can
0: look around and find a new church home I, I definitely agree definitely,
2: with that Definitely uh mm, it,
0: look it's not a Republican said who said don't let a good crisis go to waste but it was definitely a Republican who took advantage of it because <laughs> Uh, On the onset of Hurricane Harvey, we have President Trump, who, I guess thinking from the old school Mm -hmm. of the Friday afternoon media dump, Mm -hmm. not taking into consideration the 24 hour news cycle, the round the clock hurricane coverage, tried to sneak a few things through. Uh, He tried to sneak (laughs) through the (laughs) transgender ban in the military. That was Friday afternoon. Uh, He tried to sneak through the Sebastian Gorka resignation and... He was trying to offset that with his pardon of Joe Arpaio. So <laughs> <in> <laughs> <order>. <laughs> I would like to take those in order. I would like to. I I just have a hunch that might be the end of the show after we get through all three of those. <laughs> no. i know. a lot of other things I could talk uh. about, but that's probably where we're going to end up. But uh, let's start off talking about the transgender ban and using that as the time to try and sneak it through. I'll start with you, Drexel.
1: Um, I mean, it's no surprise where I stand on the transgender ban. <laughs> um, uh, coming from a military family, I've had, and I think I've said this on the show before. There's been many conversations about what that means for the military, and 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 where we've come um, over the past, you know, century, half a century, um, in building a smarter, more diverse. Um, more inclusive military um, is something that people, A, should be proud of as Americans because we do have the most diverse military. Mm -hmm. Um, And if somebody wants to fight for your country, you should be, if you're not the one that's going out there to fight, why are you worried about somebody else wanting to fight? And I think that that's something that people really have to take a hard look at again like a good christian would and say yeah i'm not man enough to go fight in the military but i'm worried about who else is fighting in the military so if you're worried about somebody else being fighting fighting in the military maybe you should get in there as well um, when it comes to tran- the transgender ban, I- obviously uh, uh, Lambda Legal and um, ACLU have mm-hmm. already filed uh, lawsuits and against individual
2: service it- members. Right,
1: and I think that again we're going to run. I- I'm I'm very interested to see what the court does because when it comes to. Uh, National security issues Typically the court sides with the president But I think in this instance It is excluding Americans And I think that That is something that The courts will have to decide whether or not um, Is constitutional Um, On the other side of that You have, we had a really weird weekend Where cabinet officers were Distancing themselves Mm -hmm. from the president And Rex Tillerson Mm -hmm. Um, But even today uh, um, uh, James Mattis sent a uh, had a statement out today um, on the transgender ban it serviced by transgender individuals which is what he said. He said the Department of Defense has received the President's Memorandum. I'm going to paraphrase this just a little bit. Um, the Department will carry out the President's policy direction. Now that's very specific. Not the Department's policy, not how the Department feels. The President's policy, which kind of says yeah, we get it. The president is mm-hmm. the President. We got to do our jobs. Um, in consultation with uh, the Department of Homeland Security. As directed, we will develop. This is the slow walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the start of the slow walk. As directed, we will develop a study and implementation plan which will contain the steps that will promote military readiness, lethality, and unit cohesion. So this is already starting to sound like they really don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it says, This is the really interesting part. Our focus must always be on what's best for military's combat combat effectiveness leading to victory on the battlefield. To that end, I will establish a panel of experts serving within the Department of Defense and Homeland Security. Um, Panel members will bring mature experience, most notably in combat and deployed operations. So I think that what we're going to see is... The generals who really were not interested in implementing this policy are who Jim's Matt, Jim Mattis is going to listen to mm-hmm. at the end of the day and how it's implemented. And I think it's going to take a little bit of time to implement what the president wants, because I don't think that the career generals are really thinking that this is a problem. And if they're going to go back to that, they're going to slow walk this until Trump is out of office, and then it's not going to be implemented at all. But at least Trump can call it a win on his part, but at the end of the day, from a military standpoint, I don't think that it's going to be something that... It's, it's going to lose in the court and it's obviously losing within the Department of Defense and Homeland Security.
0: Now, I've got a, a quicker fix that I feel like could give us our answer, you know, pretty much instantaneously, within a couple of minutes. How about President Trump tries to arm wrestle any transgender member of the military? <laughs> and if he wins, then I guess the ban goes in place. Right. Um, no, so the somebody, band, yeah, somebody
1: yeah. Michael Michael Halpern, I wonder if he's related to, like, Mark Michael, Halpern. Oh, <laughs> oh, he could he be, yeah. <laughs> a... um, he said, and colleagues will likely block recruitment if it's
0: allowed to stand. Which Colleges, is, not, is I think col- what he said, yeah. Colleges, what, what Colleges, happening? I don't know actually. But now that I, I, know where, I, I but anyway, I but blocking college. recruitment. I,
1: I don't think that's obviously not something that's been happening because no. there are service members that are there are trans service members who of are course service. there are gay. Service. I actually saw a friend of mine who I did not an acquaintance of mine who I didn't realize had had joined the army. Oh okay, like the gayest person I've ever one of the gayest people I know, has joined the army, and well, so I think that's what you're starting to see is recruiters don't really care. A they need the numbers. And people are look. If Michael Halperin is a uh, service member, a thank you for your service. If you're not, take a seat because obviously you're not doing what you think you should be doing. um, But you have an opinion on what other people should be doing. So I think that again, people have to take a look at who is actually willing to serve, and in this case, recruiters are always looking at that. If you're willing to serve the country, I don't think they care who is serving the country as long as they do a good job on the battlefield or in the office, which is where a lot of people are in general. Yeah, I mean,
0: essentially what you said earlier, I'm not serving. When I was younger and stronger and healthier, I also wasn't serving then. So I didn't feel like I was really invested in who was and who wasn't. I mean, obviously I felt, you know, that – gay should be allowed to serve in the military because when I was younger that was a, a much bigger mm-hmm. issue. We had don't ask, don't tell for so long. And I I feel like I would not stop anyone from serving. And I feel like those who aren't serving, well, you know, could probably stay out of it. Which but,
2: I would say the president himself should stay out of it. <laughs> because he never right. served and let's be honest, as Drexel said, it is blatant discrimination. The studies were already done during the Obama administration. It's a way to, uh, again, retract something that Obama had done. Uh, the studies were done. There was a cohesive strategy that was put into place. There was no reason to do this except to to pander to a, a, a small base. And, uh, again, the fact of the matter is, like Drexel said, I, I have a military uh, family. My cousins were in the military as well. I have a second cousin who identifies as transgender, and to say that, and and his father was in the Marines, and to say that, um, you know, people that are willing to sacrifice their life for your freedom, and you're telling them that they cannot serve only because they're transgender, is blatant discrimination. And again, like you said, it's not going to hold up. Mattis is going to try to to slow walk it. The courts are going to put, I think, a stop to it. Uh, the amount of money that's spent. For uh, reassignment surgery is much less than what we spend on Viagra and much other things, or to protect Trump when he flies down to Mar-a-Lago. So there's really no basis for it, and and, and um, uh, it's frankly disgusting that he would even try to do that and to do it on a Friday evening during when, the midst of a Category yeah. Four thought, hurricane that he, that he is he making landfall.
1: The ratings would be high.
2: Well, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it shows. Also uh, I reference. do want to clarify. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, disgusting. Disgusting. I think, I, have, I, think
1: I, I yeah, I think I understand what he's saying now. Um this is Michael Halpern Michael in the Halpern, chat again. for those listening on, so, on we'll iTunes. So rewind what I said. I get what you're saying now where the, so he, for folks that are listening, um he was saying that colleges would block um that's what the colleges right. thing where we were thinking uh, colleagues yeah. or colleges yeah, yeah. will yeah. colleges m- will block um, recruiters, um, recruiters from like not coming on campus if no they tell. are um, discriminating against people. Yeah. Got it. Understood. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, people who do feel like that uh, probably should. I
2: mean, I know a lot of people who are not serving who have a lot of opinions. About right, that. exactly, and um, they shouldn't. And I, I, I don't think. Uh, what was it, 140 House members or whatever also spoke up against uh, the ban. Uh, I mean, I think they're Paul all Ryan. Democrats. But, but even, <laughs> but yeah, but when you know Paul Ryan speaking up is like that tree
0: that falls in the forest yeah. that you don't really know if it makes a sound because it, you almost feel like on just across the spectrum, no one's listening to Paul Ryan right now. So, I, I just, I just feel. I you know, we talked him. about this.
1: I haven't seen him in months. Yeah, he's he, not come out of the he, no. hiding in months.
0: He's, he's like Howard Hughes. He just, you know, dispatches memos that other people.
1: He's hiding in Mitch McConnell's turtle shell. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he comes out because
2: he, uh, he doesn't have a spine. So he's got to hide in, in McConnell's turtle shell to be able to keep himself.
0: Well, let's move on to uh, the <laughs> the second of our three items that were part of President Trump's big media dump. Uh, Sebastian Gorka, uh, you know, this was a resignation. But, you know, one of those resignations like Steve Bannon. Resignation resignation. quotes. Yeah, we're using air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Again, not surprising. This seems like another one where General Kelly was like, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. Here's the schedule. You know, and as we talked about last week, they had to move up Steve Bannon's because he wouldn't shut his mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, Gorka, it was probably like, yeah, yeah, this Friday, right before Mm -hmm. the weekend, You're going to be gone. Oh, there's a hurricane. That's right. We're going to do it anyway. Uh, Even better. (laughs) Yeah. Scott, uh, I'll start with you this time. Uh,
2: What do you think this is about? Why he's no longer a part of the White House? Well I think it goes back to what you're saying with Kelly. I think if Kelly could he'd probably get rid of Trump too. That would that would solve a lot of problems, but um he can't. So he's getting rid of all the other bad kind of influences. No, because if he did there. that's called a coup. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying he can't because it would be more Boy, the show coup. would be more interesting. And
0: no, I'm not advocating that. The Kelly report. I'm just
2: saying that. It's a joke. We're not advocating. That. We're not advocating a coup no. Yeah. Um uh, but, yeah, the point is, a is that... A hostile takeover. That's different. That's, that's... I, well, I, I was trying to think, like, who's going to be let go this Friday before a long weekend, before Labor Day weekend? Who are yeah. they going to try Penn, to boot? Pence. I hope.
1: Gonna, they've, already, <laughs> they've already let him go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they have. They haven't seen him in a while. I
2: know. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I think, you know, this has been part of the plan is that they were trying to say it was a resignation. They know it was we know it was more or less a firing and that he was let go. Um, And Kelly really is trying to clean house from all these bad influences with Trump because he's, he is trying to, to kind of get the house in order here um, and, and get the president back on track because he, even though he's his own worst enemy, Trump, um, he's surrounded himself by people who are not helping him or, you know, the, the federal government moving their agenda forward. And, uh, I'm actually surprised it took this long. Again, it was one of those things I thought Gorka would have been out weeks ago. So if... Months ago, actually. If General
0: Kelly is going to get rid of all the bad influences on President Trump, does that mean he's going to try and convince Ivanka to get divorced so <laughs> that Jared Kushner is no longer around giving what is apparently stellar advice? The best <laughs> advice. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, Drexel, I did uh, want to give you a chance the,
1: Ivanka and Jared are not happy about living in D.C. at this point. But I don't know. Yeah, mean, have you been there in the summer? Have you ever been there in the Listen, summer? Neither, things. neither were Sasha and Malia. And, then mm-hmm. they, and they were like you know, 10 and 14 at the time. Yeah. And they kind of got over it. Um, and they have, you know, they didn't have nearly as much money. They didn't. Ha- they didn't to, have, to, have yeah, cabinet positions
0: away. either. Yeah, yeah they I, weren't working I, in the White I House. I feel really bad for them. Um,
1: but I think with, I think there was two things that happened over the weekend. So Seb Gorka <laughs> kept saying that he was he resigned. Right. The White House basically kept saying he was fired. And so it was just a matter of who people believed. And I think at this point, most people believe, shockingly, the White House. This
2: um, time. Yeah. This
1: time around, we mm-hmm. believe the White House. Um, but. I think you know. I always said that as soon as Kelly came in, not only Sean Spicer had to go, Sarah Huckabee Huggins- Sanders has to go. Kelly and mm-hmm. like the, the, the entire has entire to beginning fleet.
2: Mm-hmm. Has to go. In fact, I'm so surprised she's Kellyanne Conway still there. Yes, I keep you know, thinking she was going to be gone long ago. Yeah,
1: so I shocked and, and Omarosa. Need, like there was <laughs> there is no reason for some of these people to be. I feel in like Omarosa is the
0: one person who isn't making waves. You know, she's right. actually like, she's, keeping her head made, down make, and but her job She's done.
1: making more waves with the black community, right? Mainly because she's kind of showed up in a couple places that have not been very. Um,
0: Welcoming. She went to a Jay Z concert, <laughs> would not be welcoming <laughs> 99 to 99 problems, Trump. and she was the one problem. problem there.
1: Um, but, um, you know, so I, I think that General Kelly would do well to clean that entire house out. At the same time, you're starting to see um, resignations happen at the RNC as well, mm-hmm. with people leaving because of this administration, so Roma. Uh, what's her name? I almost called her Roma Downey, but she's touched by an angel. She's Andrew. touched she's by an angel. <laughs> also um, also touched Mama, by, Mama, Mark by Mark yeah. Burnett. touched by Mark Burnett. Roma um, McDaniel Romney, um, yeah. oh, RNC chair. Like I think oh, that Romney? That Romney. She's Mitt yes. Romney's sister. Yes. She's the RNC chair. <gasps> yes. um, she will have a challenge... Of keeping career Republicans around, if she does not, some like she's a big Trump supporter. So yeah. she, but she's gonna have a problem con- controlling the future of her party if she's so fixated on this on on this one guy. Uh, she's got to think long term, and with the resignation starting to happen, mm-hmm. I think she's gonna see that. And I think, but on the
0: White House side, um, General Kelly's just gonna have to let go of more people. And I think that's what's going to happen. But uh, none of the people that get let go in the future will probably be anyone involved with the pardon of Sheriff Joe Arpaio. And President Trump, in the wake of the pardon, has made the point that all presidents make bad pardons. Uh, Mark Rich, not a great pardon. Uh, Bradley Manning, later Chelsea Manning. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not a great pardon. It was a commutation. Uh, right. Yeah, it right. was not a pardon. Uh, and uh, and me personally, fine. I talked about this when it happened. Uh, Oscar Lopez Rivera, who was literally a terrorist who planted a bomb at a restaurant Francis Tavern in New York City, that it, well, his his organization did. He did not actually plant the bomb. His organization, the uh, FALN, planted a bomb that uh, killed a number of people, including a gentleman named Frank Connor. And uh, over the years, I've gotten to know his son, Joseph Connor, who's very outspoken about this. And so that was a very bad pardon. And Drexel drove me crazy when your friend. Lin-Manuel Miranda, tweeted <laughs> yeah. about how happy he was and how this is a great day. And I don't usually tweet angry things at uh, people in the media, but uh, I was like, you know he's a murderer, right? But right. he didn't write back to me. Um, <laughs> but that's why I'm glad that I saw Hamilton without him because <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't even think about that guy. Uh, but none of those pardons were made as a hurricane was Basically drenching a major, I think it's the fourth largest city in the country. So, yes, bad, bad pardons happen all the time. But that was not good timing for a bad pardon. Right. And, I mean, we can talk about the timing of it. We can talk about all that. But uh, we should also get to uh, our all of our thoughts on Sheriff Joe being pardoned. And I have a statement from our friend Chelsea, who's not here tonight, mm-hmm. which I will read. <laughs> uh, in short, I'm livid. This is one of the first, this is all from our friend Chelsea, at Chelsea Galicia, by the way, if you want to tell her what you think of the statement. This is one of the first times that I have a strong emotional reaction to some idiotic Trump action. Arpaio is evil incarnate, and he got away with it, and is now a nod to all law enforcement officers who are thinking of breaking the law to, quote, do their job, that Trump will have their back if they get caught. This is infuriating. This is dangerous. Plus, I don't understand how this fits with the whole law and order thing because Arpaio broke the law, was told to stop and didn't. She did uh, censor herself, but she did write out, fuck him. My legal mind goes to this. Presidential pardons are only valid for crimes against the United States, meaning convictions for federal crimes, not civil rights violations or state crimes. I'm sure there are a number of pardons historically that would fall into that latter category this is a pardon that I can't even understand the process of how you can unpardon someone, which I don't think you can. You can't. You yeah. cannot. <laughs> so that's what I say. I think that that's the whole point because I think maybe somebody w- would have not been thrilled with Nixon's pardon if I just had to have sure. a guess. So off the top of my head. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to get uh, Chelsea's comments on the record since even mm-hmm. though she's not here. But, but she uh, will be on? She will be on The Political Beat yeah. Tuesdays <laughs> at 6 Pacific, starting September <laughs> <Easter, laughs> <Easter, laughs> on Afterbus <Yeah>. TV. Uh, <laughs>
1: um, I, I do want to uh, start out by explaining to people who might not know the difference between a sentence being commuted. Mm-hmm. Right, which was, a you're of, right about it a big difference and yes, yes. yes. different And, and just, just so I don't, I'm not mincing it up, like a, a commutation is a replacement of a greater amount by something lesser. So for right. example, President Obama pardoned a thousand, so like thirteen hundred sentences of uh, people who had like an ounce of merit like who had lo- low yes, drug low, offenses, mm-hmm. like you know, and um, and, and then of course uh, Chelsea Manning, um, and but it's different from a pardon where it, it just wipes it completely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a couple of things that I think, obviously, Joe. We could go on and on about the the case that Joe Arpaio had, which I believe was a criminal case.
0: But the short of it is that the accusations, the charges, right. were about racial profile.
1: Right. But I think that people also forget, like, we were, we were talking about an 86-year-old man, and I tweeted out the other day, your age does not excuse no, it does not your you deeds, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how old you are. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Joe Arpaio had been a, an 86-year-old Hispanic guy or black guy who had done these things, the idea that the american people or that people on the right would have said yeah this guy deserves a mm-hmm. uh, de- deserves his a pardon would not have happened and i think that you see um so you know just to kind of go over a quick list you know you've got torturing latinos not only uh, uh, non citizens but actual citizens just because they right. look hispanic they, look like they, were they didn't they didn't know mm-hmm. you might have looked hispanic hey check mark on that Chained, chaining up pregnant women in mm-hmm. camps. he had tent cities all over the place that he called concentration camps. Like you're not talking about just a somebody. This, these are deliberate things that are happening to American citizens and, and kept them and out in the heat. Kept them in out in the Phoenix heat, 114 degree weather in the summer. I was, I was listening to Pod Save America today. Uh, that's a plug there, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> where it said um, where uh, John Favreau was talking about how he would make them, uh, make the people out in the heat watch the weather channel so they could see what the weather was like in other cities and how great how how great it was uh, for other people and how uh, they were feeling and how um, they would only have like two meals a day of like bologna and like a, like a piece, I don't know, something crazy.
0: Yeah, and look, I think that obviously that that is all very misguided and, and and certainly not the way we should be treating anyone regardless of the fact of whether or not they committed crimes. I think that Arpaio is sort of a victim of his own success in the way that first it was like oh that's the sheriff that has inmates wear pink because jail's not supposed to be fun or cool or whatever right. but then it's snow well it snowball's are a really bad example because we're talking about the arizona heat mm-hmm. so it, it it dust storms right. and it does go on to the yeah i mean as soon as you're having tent cities you know if you have a tent city in in a lot of places it's not that big a deal but yeah, 114 degrees, and I mean, there's times where it gets to like 120 in Phoenix, right? In and summer. and
1: I think this is stuff. This is you know, we always say history repeats itself. This is stuff that we did to the Japanese, right? Y- y- t- so long ago that we're now we're in 2017. We're in 20 the two th- you know two, what is it? 20 It was 2015, t- 15, 15, so yeah. 17 whatever. 2015. Where this is actually happening, and we're seeing it, and we're not stopping it. Um, and you know, obviously, he didn't win. Joe probably didn't win his race. Um, his his you know his first re-election. Mm-hmm. And Maricopa County was Maricopa County was actually a huge had a lot of problems not only with him but with the voting uh, as we saw in the last Mm -hmm. election. So Maricopa County has a lot of issues going on. But I was also saw that Arpaio is interested in possibly challenging Jeff
0: Flake. I was going to mention that
1: for the Senate and Roger Stone, who was very instrumental in getting uh, Joe Arpaio this pardon, is now looking at Cliven Bundy as the next pardon. Um, for Donald Trump. So mm-hmm. he's actively working on Clive and Bundy, who we all know um, kind of defied federal orders right. in evacuating uh, uh, land. Federal, federal land.
0: land. Um, yeah, And the reason he's still alive is that he's a white guy. Exactly.
2: Uh, <laughs> Bingo. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, he yeah. can say that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I can say that. And it's true. <laughs> uh, the, here's two other interesting things, too. One is that we were talking about the bad pardons that presidents have presidents have done in the past and I've often said as a as a hardcore liberal that I didn't agree with Mark Rich's pardon from Bill Clinton however most of the time Presidents wait for their bad pardons until their last day in office. It's
0: literally the last day in office, and so, mm-hmm. so they can
2: walk away yeah. and they're and, gone. And there's
0: like thirty and, to a hundred people, yes. and you, you know everybody has to look like, wait, who? And you know who, now, yes. now in the days with Google, it's a lot easier. But you used to have to wait, who's go this? Through, and you got to go. Through. It took right. it took a couple days to figure out who got pardoned. and they're already
2: long gone, yeah, into the sunset, yeah. But now you have a president who went seven months in and decided to do a controversial pardon already. Whether or not you agree with it or not, um, you know it's the fact that I'm thinking. Okay, if he started with Arpaio, where is he going to end up at? Uh, Because it's just it's mind boggling to me of where he's going to go from here. Um, Besides all the other issues that Arpaio has and everything else, um, it was a a it sets a very bad tone. Not only from what Chelsea had said about you know law enforcement and and now sheriffs and other places are going to look and think what they can get away with. But also, if you're thinking back to the Russia investigation and you're starting to think, okay, who is he now going to pardon, uh, affiliated with family members, friends, uh, colleagues, um, where is that going to stop? Because it's very chilling when you think that he's going to start with Arpaio and then thinking this Russian probe is going on. Yeah, oddly enough,
0: he's going to pardon everyone everybody. except Jeff Sessions. Yes, except- he's the one guy he's not going to
2: pardon. <laughs> and that is very frightening for most people thinking of democracy and everything else and, and, and the sunlight of knowing what's going on and, and having, you know, the clarity to see that these people that might have been having the threat of, okay, we'll reduce your jail time or we'll, you know, give you, uh forgetting the word now, um, uh, you know, if you do a deal and you're going to be able to uh, talk about somebody, they won't give you the Oh, the immunity. Punishment. Yes, immunity. <laughs> there we go. I couldn't think of it. Um, but if you take that off the plate, off the table now by saying well, now Trump will just pardon you, then you're going to be, you know, you have no reason now to to be able to, to go out and right. start telling the truth because you think, well, I'll just be but, pardoned regardless. But, but and I that's al- scary.
1: But I also want to just touch on a, uh, on that point real quick because I know people are are kind of fixated on the idea that Donald Trump might um, throw some blanket pardons out. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Joe Ohio piece of it, I think that there is a civil case that can be brought against Joe Ohio yes. at this point. Um, there can, yes, so, I, I, so I'm sure somebody will. And he'll have to go through that legal process because the pardon does not correct does not um c-
2: c- uh, cover civil him, or shield him from that other from that piece of mm-hmm. it.
1: So I could see that happening in the next few months. Yes, um, I that agree. he's going to have to deal with that and a lot of legal fees, and then I'm sure a lot of people are going to set up a GoFundMe for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side of that, you've got Donald Trump. This is kind of a catch twenty two for Donald Trump. He can either Pardon these people. He can either let these people do their job and it's going to be bad for him or he can pardon them and it's going to be bad for him. Because if he pardons them, then congressional Republicans will have no choice but to look at it as an obstruction of justice. Right. And that will immediately start to... uh, start impeachment processes. Uh, like they don't have a. Ch- I,
2: I, I hope you, would think, you <laughs> I, would think. I would think
1: you know. But it will also it, you know if that happens between now and then, Republicans are doomed in 2018
2: mm-hmm.
1: because there's no way that Democrats and Independents would not come out in droves to check the president from a congressional standpoint. Mm. Um, and, and and then immediately impeachment processes would start because Democrats are going to be like, well. Here then, we are. Yeah, that's it. So I, I think yeah. I, th- I think either way, the president has if his if his mind is in the swiftest way that he thinks something is going to go away, and that is by pardoning people. It's going to make, in my opinion, it's going to make it worse on the other side for him because y- y- Republican senators are already saying there's there's no way they're trying to the fact that the Republican senators are trying to like shield Robert Mueller from the president yeah. is mm-hmm. a signal that any obstruction is not going to be tolerated. I, I certainly
2: hope so. I'm, I'm very nervous because he's gotten away with so much. But the other fun fact I would say is, like you were saying, is that basically accepting a pardon is an admission of guilt. So, I mean, it really is. <laughs> no, i mean, I'm that's laughing the thing. because you're right. Yeah. Because so basically by accepting a pardon, you are saying you are guilty of these crimes. You don't get it both ways. You don't just say, OK, well, I'm taking the pardon, but I didn't really do it uh you're basically admitting guilt and now you're being sort of forgiven for that that crime and having to go through the punishment so uh, it, you do bring up a good point on that
0: uh, Michael Halpern in the chat uh, mentions that uh, he can't pardon any impeachable offenses so the Russia investigation is safe but that is uh, a, we'd that's have to let people true. into that I, uh, yeah it's, it's an, not an interesting for the, thought but I'm like impeachable
2: ex- to who yeah exactly
0: right. not to like he, other outside well he people. can't obviously pardon himself right. but that's what Pence is there so, for him.
1: right but he can't but, but that's right Pence is the next Gerald Ford you heard it here first exactly from the beginning nobody else can be in. Like nobody else, um, is in we ride. only
0: have a couple minutes, and I wanted to very quickly touch on the North Korean missile. That uh, look at that, that's not Godzilla flying over Tokyo, it wasn't Tokyo, <laughs> but uh, over Japan. And uh, should we be more worried about this guy than we have been? Because I'm, I'm still not, but the missile didn't go over my backyard. Uh, Drexel, uh, and by this guy, of course, I, I mean Kim uh, Kim Jong-un.
1: Oh. I, I, I don't, here's the thing. <laughs> I think that you've got this kid, this 34-year-old kid who's trying to flex his muscle. Mm-hmm. Millennials being, really do ruin everything, they do. too. <laughs> um, but he's not licking donuts like Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I love Ariana Grande, by the way. Uh, so, um, But I think that he is putting himself in a situ- he's He feels isolated because China's already put the, the yeah. foot on them, uh, which, which we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Um, and South Korea is obviously not their friend Uh, Donald Trump's making, you know, he's kind of in a Twitter war, like a war of uh, statements with Donald Trump, so I think he's trying to flex some muscle, for it to go over Japan didn't really make any sense, because Japan is an ally yeah, um, not only to the United States, but to several other countries so I don't think that it, uh, you know to the United States, because he could easily step back and be like, you know what Japan has other allies we'll let them kind of handle that region, uh, and, and, and that might be smart for the president to do to say, you know what, it's not the United States' fight right now. But it could also backfire on him and say, that's an ally. And the allies could be like, the United States wasn't there to help Well,
0: us. judging from North Korea's history, the reason it went over Japan could very well be that that was the missile that they were going to send to Guam. And just their aim was so far off, it went over Japan. Right, because mm-hmm. it is
1: just past August. And they were supposed to have that missile mm-hmm. at Guam in the mid-August. They so. were. Our,
0: our last thought yeah. on this, uh, Scott, when you you hear this, you hear Kim Jong-un having missiles Go high above the land of the rising sun. What do you think? I'm just
2: uh, he's shooting blanks. Uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but, you know, again, like Drexel's saying, he's trying to get attention. And this is the best way he can by doing things like this to be provocative. But he knows and we know, like we've talked about in weeks past, going into war is not going to be the answer because – the loss of life uh the economic damage everything is is so not worth it right now yes we're gonna have to figure out a way to get him to stop um but he's doing it for attention because he knows it's basically a suicide mission to be able to provoke us so far that we and our allies in the region go in for a full force war because of course they could bulldoze their way through north korea the problem is it's the aftermath it's a loss of life in South Korea and in and, and Seoul, which is like 30 mi- miles from the border. It's the power vacuum. It's it's so many things that we also just do not have the the ability to do. We're already spread thin with the military now that we have a transgender ban. You know, there's even less people that are going to be going to the military. We, you know, we're trying to uh, get more troops into Afghanistan. We're still out in the Middle East. We do not have the ability to go in and be in a prolonged war um, over there, and it would just be absolutely uh, devastating for everyone involved—not only Japan and South Korea, but of course for us and and North Korea and China, and everybody, everybody. And then we have a big issue of who's <clears throat> going to take control of North Korea, and is—and then you know you have a power play between China and the U.S. and allies, and it's just not something that we want to get involved with, and it's not an easy solution. And uh you know they technically never have had peace in the past sixty years from that war, and it's something that, again, would be something invested in for another 20, 30 years besides the Middle East, and it's not something anyone wants.
1: And I think Seb Gorka gave the game away last week, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he gave away some national security um Yeah, issue. when he said
0: that, uh, you know, he there did. might be a reason why those uh, missile tests right. have been failing. And I'm, like, I'm not going to say anything, yeah. but... I'm not that, sure yeah.
1: that that's something yeah, that exactly. we probably should yeah.
0: have known, no. but... <laughs> Cool, well, uh, cool. we're going to leave it on that. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, September 5th, right after the political beat, FKA, political culture, with our friends Drexel Heard, at Drexel Heard, and Chelsea Galicia, at Chelsea Galicia. That'll be here on AfterBuzz TV. Hey, the Trump Report, that's us, we will still be here for you at 7 Pacific, but in the weeks ahead, you'll start to notice, hey... That show is a lot funnier than it used to be. <laughs> we're going to try and ramp up the funny over here on this show, which we think will be the best way to compliment the political beat. And you'll still see a lot of the same faces. Drexel and Chelsea will still be on sometimes. Right. But you'll see some new ones, and we're going to try some different things. So think more like The Daily Show than like Meet the Press, if we're lucky. But we will see you next Tuesday, September 5th at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Follow us at Trump Report AT- ABTV. For Scott Moore at s 80, I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. We'll see you next Tuesday.